Welcome to the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. If you've ever felt like memorizing God's Word is an uphill battle, stay tuned. This podcast will help you make Bible memory a consistent and enjoyable part of your daily life. After all, knowing Scripture is the first step towards a fruitful, God-honoring life. So whether you're a new memorizer who needs some practical Bible memory tips, or a veteran memorizer who just needs some encouragement for their journey, stay tuned for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Dakota Lynch and Randy Williamson. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this first ever episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. We are so glad that you're joining us, and we're so glad to be here as we dive into uh, this first episode with you. My name is Dakota Lynch. And I'm Randy Williamson. And I'm Laura Lynch. And all three of us are so blessed to have the opportunity to work full-time in the ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. That is a ministry that is just dedicated to helping people around the world know, live, and love God's Word through scripture memorization. Now, we've actually been around since 1977, so this podcast is just one more component of our ministry, and our prayer is that it would help you make scripture memorization a consistent and an enjoyable part of your daily life. That's right, Dakota, but this raises a fundamental question I think we need to answer. Is scripture memorization still important? Mm. What do you think? I think that is the question, and I think it's also a question that's really tricky because it's one of those questions that we kind of know the answer to intellectually, right? We, we want to just say, well, yes, of course. But experientially, most people are not actively memorizing Scripture, so there has to be a disconnect between what we know about that question. We know how to answer it, but we're not quite living it out. And, and I think it's I think it's a problem for so many of us because at the end of the day, we know Scripture memorization is important, but what we don't know is just how important it really is. Would you say that it's a failure to put a theological conviction into effect? Because if we believe that the Bible is the inspired Word of God, doesn't isn't that an outgrowth of that? We'll memorize Scripture on the basis of inspiration and authority? I think so, and, and I think also there's a there's a legitimate question that some people have, and that is... Okay, God's Word is inspired. All of that's true, but is having it in my pocket through my smartphone or is having it on my shelf through my printed Bible enough? Because we're in the 21st century. Yeah, David hid God's Word in his heart so that he wouldn't sin, but that's back before we had all of these modern-day conveniences that make God's Word so much more accessible. And so I think subconsciously we kind of wonder, is memorizing Scripture as necessary today as it was for the saints of old? I think that's very true. It, it's not always something we want to acknowledge aloud, but I think I think there are really two things at play. One, the uh, what you mentioned about having so many Bible apps and Bible leather-bound copies on our shelves. There's that as well as just being flat busy. Uh, but the fact is we live our lives in the moment. And if we're trying to swipe through app screens while uh, our friend is sobbing on our shoulder, or if we're trying to reach for a Bible on the shelf and flip through it while our child is in the back seat of the van asking a question, these things are just not practical. We really have to know God's Word in our minds to have it ready in the moment. I'm thinking about First Peter chapter 3. Uh, Verse 15 says, But in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord as holy, always being prepared 
to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you, yet do it with gentleness and respect. As we think about opportunities to, let's say, share the gospel or provide a word of encouragement, we've got to have God's word at the ready because when those opportunities arise, we won't have time, as you said, Laura, to flip through our Bibles or to open up our, our app and find the passage of Scripture. Psalm 1-3 talks about this, I believe, when it says that the man of God is like a tree that's planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Now, I know that's our passage of the day. Randy, why don't you talk a little bit about Psalm 1 and then uh, introduce us to our passage of the day? Well, Psalm 1 is the passage of the day, Dakota, that's right, and this serves as an introduction to the entire book of Psalms. I heard one pastor call this the Psalm of the Two Ways. In this Psalm, we're presented with, with really two ways of living. There's only two, the way of godliness and the way of worldliness. And one of the key features of the way of godliness is meditating day and night on the Word of God. I was thinking what you were talking about, like a tree planted by the streams of water that what yields its fruit in its season. I was thinking about a time when I was big into running, and I was running along a trail, and I would see a certain oak tree every day, and it was the healthiest tree on the trail because it was in the best place. It had water, the nutrients it needed, and it had sunlight. It's the same way with us. We will prosper when we have the right nutrients, and that is the Word of God, meditating on it. That's so good. All right, here is Psalm 1, our passage of the day. Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does he prospers. The wicked are not so but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. I love that passage because it describes not only this beautiful tree, this, this tree that's sending down root and being fruitful, but it also tells us very specifically how we get there. And I think sometimes we tend as Christians in a lot of areas, but perhaps especially in this area, to separate the, the means from the end, right? We'll, we'll frame verse 3 and put it in our house because we love that picture of the nice tree. But we don't necessarily like so much the very specific instruction on how to get that. And that is in verse 2 when it says, His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in His law He meditates day and night. What does it mean to meditate, Dakota? I think it talks about that inner conversation that we have with ourselves all day long. Wouldn't it be beautiful if when someone said, Dakota, what are you thinking? I could say most of the time, well, I was thinking about this particular verse of Scripture. Mm. I, think that's, I think that's what meditating on God's Word looks like practically. Kind of just ruminating and repeating mm. it to yourself. It's like the lady at the grocery store who's forgotten her list. You know, she's <laughs> looking at the shelves and going over. Mm. Is that what meditate is? I want to share uh, with you all and, and with our listeners some statistics that I came across that, to me, describe so vividly why Scripture memorization needs to be a renewed point of emphasis among Christians today. Uh, some of these statistics were taken from 2020, and uh, I'll just share a few with them, a few with you. 55 percent 
of people today say they read their Bible less than five times a year, and 60% of people could not even recite 10, I'm sorry, five of the Ten Commandments. 11% of people have read the whole Bible, but the other 89% have never read the whole Bible. More than 50% of Americans, get this, believe Sodom and Gomorrah were husband and wife. Now, if that made you laugh, I know I laughed the first time I read it, just remember, that is a tragedy more than it is a punchline. That reflects spiritual uh, and biblical bankruptcy that is becoming more and more common in our day and age. 3%, only 3% of teenagers read the Bible every day. And at least 12% of people believe Joan of Arc was Noah's wife. Less than half of adults can name all four Gospels. Now, at this point, you're saying, yeah, this world is in bad shape. Those people need to get their act together. But just consider this statistic. In 2020, seven out of 10 Americans said, yes, I'm a Christian. Hmm. So when we're talking about more than half of our uh, culture not reading the Bible, professing believers are in that group. We're not talking about a problem that affects only the unsaved, but we're talking about a problem that is more and more descriptive of the church at large. And that's, uh, that's terribly uh, consequential. If our access to God's Word, the ease of access on the, on the internet, on our phones, on the shelf, if that negated the need to memorize it, then you'd think we would have one of the godliest cultures in history, right? Mm. Um, but obviously the proof is in the pudding, and that's just not the case. I really love what it says in Deuteronomy thirty fourteen. but the Word is very near you. It is in your mouth and in your heart so that you can do it. I think these statistics should cause us to abandon this notion that Scripture memorization was for other people in another place and another time. It's for us. It's for today. That's right. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's one side of the coin, uh, what we get to avoid when we memorize Scripture. We get to mm-hmm. avoid being in this statistic uh, of biblical illiteracy. But, Randy, share with us the other side of that coin, which is a little bit more positive. So what are some of the, the benefits that we enjoy as we memorize Scripture? If we were to talk about all the benefits that come from memorizing Scripture, we'd be here a lot longer than 20 minutes. We'd be here several hours. But let's let's talk about some of the main ones, some of the highlights. Uh, one is victory in spiritual warfare. When we are adopted into the family of God, it's a wonderful thing. We have the privileges of being a son or a daughter of God, but it also means that we acquire a very powerful enemy. We're told in Ephesians 6, Um, Verse 11, I think it is, that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness. There are these evil forces arrayed against us. They're real, they're strong, they're intelligent, and they're very diligent in attacking Christians. And we don't have the wherewithal to deal with it ourselves. It's for that reason Paul tells us you've got to be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. And he lists the whole armor of God, and one of the pieces that he gives, in fact, it's the only offensive piece, and it's the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. The word that's rendered in English as word is the Greek word rima, and the idea is a a spoken word. You've memorized God's Word, and now in the heat of battle, you speak it against the enemy, and you use it as a sword to cut down the lies, the attacks from Satan and his demons. What do you guys think about that? Have you experienced that in your life? I have, and, and it occurs to me that as much as some of us may just kind of tune out when we get into Greek vocabulary, there's something so important in what you just said when we talk about rima, 
the the rima of God, which is that spoken word. And we see that Christ, when he was tempted in the wilderness, deployed not the logos of God, but the rhema of God, the, the spoken word. He put it into words, which was not only a rebuttal of the enemy's uh, temptation, but it was a verbal reminder that, that Christ himself could hear. And, and I think that's just an example to us, that when we're able to put God's word into the airwaves, so to speak, then that's, that's so... Um, that, that guides us, that enables us to be reminded of the truth for ourselves in such a crucial way. Uh, another blessing is growth and godliness. When we're converted, we're not to remain stagnant. We're not to remain babes in Christ. We're to grow. We're to progress in sanctification. We're to get stronger in godliness. And the key way that we do that is by renewing our mind. Paul says in Romans 12, too, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How, how does the memorizing scripture calls your mind to be renewed. Well, it, it cleans your mind. It, it changes your mind. I think about a dish after you, you've eaten supper or something and the dish is dirty. What do you do with it? You clean it, don't you? you? You rinse it and then you put it in the dishwasher. And what does the dishwasher do? It goes through all of these cycles of cleaning. And it, the end result is that that plate is clean with no specks. That's what the word does. We're tainted by the world. Uh, we've lived our entire lives embracing the world's values, and we take the Word and we remove those old values and we replace it with new ones. Laura, have you seen that to be true? You know, I actually have a story I love about that, Randy. Uh, a lady named Cindy wrote us last year, and she was telling us about her kids in the back seat as she was driving along. She was listening to their conversation, and she encouraged them to sing along with her to a passage from Matthew. And after they had sung along to that, the kids continued talking and changed their plans as to what they were going to do when they reached their destination. And that is just a a very practical example of what you're talking about. God's Word in our minds, uh, renewing them so that it changes what we think and thus what we do. Mm. A final blessing that we see from memorizing God's Word is power in prayer. I know that we all want to be stronger in our prayer life. Someone said that prayer is the oxygen of the soul. I don't know if you guys are like me. Sometimes I struggle. What do I say to the Lord? How do I pray for this particular person? Memorizing the Bible and praying it back to God, it has helped me so much. It has really revolutionized my prayer life. I think about a time that I had in ministry when I was just so tired and so burned out to the point where I I didn't even know what to say to the Lord. And the secretary at the church that I was serving, she made a prayer room for me, and I would go in there, and I would just started praying Scripture back to the Lord, and it helped me so much. It, it, It rejuvenated me. That's what the Lord wants us to do. He wants His Word to have a home in our hearts. And then he wants us to pray that word back to him and hold him accountable for the word, the promise of the word. Can you imagine that? Isn't that bold that we can go to God and say, hey, you've said this in your word. Keep your word, Lord. I'm reminded also of a passage of scripture that says, guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. In other words, your heart is like the engine that governs the way that you live your life. And so when we hide God's Word in our hearts, it's inevitable that that's going to then begin to change our perspective in a very positive way. And so, yeah, there are so many reasons. Uh, As Randy said, if we walked through all of those reasons to memorize Scripture, we would run out of time very quickly. 
But I hope that uh, over these last uh, 15 minutes or so, we've been able to uh, reaffirm in your mind that scripture memorization is so vital. And that that is really going to be the fuel that drives the engine of this whole podcast series, this conviction that God's Word deserves to be a priority in our daily lives. And we're going to uh, just explore practical ways that we can make that reality. And none of us uh, on this show are perfect scripture memorizers. Uh, We need help just as much as anybody. But our hope is that you'll join us for this journey and that as a group we can be edified and encouraged and equipped for this journey of memorizing Scripture. So subscribe to the Scripture Memory Podcast if you'd like to be part of this journey with us. And then here are a few action steps that we would encourage you to take between now and our next episode. First, be sure and visit scripturememory.com. That's our ministry website. And when you go to that website, you're going to see all kinds of helpful tools that will help you make Scripture memorization a reality today. So scripturememory.com and also Check out our free app. It's called Verse Locker. If you search for that in your app store, you can download it. It's completely free. Nothing in that app requires any payment at all. And you're going to be able to memorize any verse in the Bible. And it's going to help make that a fun and interactive experience. And again, be sure to subscribe to our podcast. And we hope that you'll join us next time for another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. At SMF, our mission is to help you know, live, and love God's Word. If you're ready to take the next step in your Scripture Memory journey, visit us online at scripturememory.com or download Verse Locker, our free Bible memory app. As always, be blessed today as you take time to enjoy God's Word. And be sure to join us next time for another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast.